the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this episode, Dave leads a study into Psalm 71, what is often called the Old Man's Psalm. Hasten, O God, to save me. O Lord, come quickly to help me. May those who seek my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, turn back because of their shame. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving have always said, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help. And I am delivered. <clears throat> Lord, do not delay. Then here, Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in my righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline my ear unto me and save me. Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hands of the wicked out of the hands of the right unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails, for my enemies speak against me. And those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. 14. But as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long. Though I know not its measure. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvellous deeds. Even when I look old and grey, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, <laughs> your mighty acts to all who are to come. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, who is like you, God? Though you have made me see, though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. I will praise you with a harp for your faithfulness, my God. I will sing praises to you with a with a lyre, 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 lyre. 
uh, Holy One of Israel, my lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you. I will, I whom you have delivered, my tongue will tell you of your righteous acts all day long. For those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone read it and came up with any um, anything, any patterns. Um, psalms, a lot of patterns in Psalms because obviously it, they were sung. So obviously they've got to be some kind of pattern because you can't just write any, you know, with, with, with our hymns and choruses. I mean, not so much of choruses, but hymns. You've got to have some structure to them. Um, and so we see it's pretty symmetrical if you, if you um, read how it's structured. Um, five, four, five, five, four, five lines in a pattern. So um, that's because they sang it. And uh, so it was uh, pretty symmetrical, six stanzas, as they say. Um, lots, quite a few number of threes, repetition. Um, but of course, ultimately, he was um, bearing his heart, wasn't he? As an old man, um, he was re recounting the, the goodness of God. And you see this wonderful thing about uh, when, we, when, we, when we get it on, we can remember what God has done. And we can call on that. And that's what he does many times. He calls on what God has done before. David, he'd been through many things. A lot of it not his own, own making. Some of it of his own making, of course. We know that. But how God blessed him and used him. And of course, this was a lot of uh, personal testimony coming out. First thing, as we did each other Sunday morning, the first thing I noticed that um, he remembers the word of the past, God's word. God's word is written on his heart. See, David was a man of the word. And uh, although he, he, he re repeats a lot of the Psalms that he wrote, remember he wrote those many years before. So he was remembering uh, the circumstances because obviously every Psalm he wrote was in a particular circumstance. Sometimes in difficulty, sometimes in a victory. But it was out of that experience he wrote the Psalms. And that's a wonderful. And uh, he was recounting how it's good to remember how power of our memory. And that's where the Bible says, you know, remember, uh, keep uppermost. That's why we break bread every, every week, because we are prone to forget, aren't we? <laughs> Israel, we know very well. I, I, I'm, I'm into, um, just finished Deuteronomy and, and, and Joshua, into Joshua now. And uh, how quickly they'd forgotten the Lord had just delivered them, man. And yet they forgot. But it's very interesting. The, the nations they were, they were going into remembered. Listen to what Rahab said, didn't she? We remember they, what, what, what you did to Egypt. Remember that was 40 years ago. What your God did to Egypt. How he opened the Red Sea. And uh, so it, it's amazing how we forget. And sometimes we've got to be reminded. And the Lord will remind us. But this is wonderful. So we see the first few verses. And when we read... Psalm 31, 1 to 3, and we'll see quite a mirror picture, really, quite a, a similar pattern. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock, and my fortress for the sake of your name lead and guide me. So quite, quite similar, really, those verses to what we just read. Um, he was recounting, remembering God's word. That's why he said, put the word of God in your heart. 
How can a young man stay pure? By writing the law, keeping the word of the Lord in his heart, isn't it? Keeping the word of the Lord, allowing it. That's why we should, we have done it over the years and we should probably do it again. Um, remembering verses, memory verse, remembering. Um, when I was in Sunday school, we used to do that quite regularly. Um, and and it's, it's a good thing. And then when we remember, we, we begin to meditate. And meditating is just muttering. Remembering continually, uh, like a, we said it before, like a cow chewing the cud. He has a few goes, doesn't he? He swallows it and they think, oh, i got a bit more left in there. Bring it back up, let's have a bit more. He'd do three or four times, they tell us, until every bit of goodness is out of that bit of grass. And you see, I'm always amazed at God's word. Many of us and all of us have read it many times, but it's amazing how many things come up. I didn't see that last time. Didn't see that before, because it is, of course, God's word. But the, the, the testimony of the psalmist is the testimony of us, really, of how the Lord has taken him from the cradle, and now he's near the grave, and God has been with him. God has protected him. God has provided for him. Um, and so he's recounting that uh, in this psalm, but he's again re- referring to other psalms he's written. Psalm 22, verse 9 to 12. You brought me out of the, of the womb. You made me trust in you even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast upon you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Again, that psalm that he wrote many years before, he's, he's, he's drawing on that experience, drawing on what God had done in the past, taking God's word, remembering his promises and his power in the past, and that's, that's what the devil sometimes uh, wants us to forget. Or, or, you know, the longer, further back it goes, the more our memory gets a bit clouded, didn't we? And we think, oh, how did that happen? And what happened there? Perhaps it was, you know, coincidence or something. And, and of course, I, I don't, but we should write things down so often. We write it down. This is what God did it then. This is how God answered prayer then. Um, and uh, some people do that. I remember talking to a minister and he, I was asking about certain things. He said, oh, let me have a look at my diary. What? And, and he, he, he said, well, I, and this was like, I don't know, how many years. And he said, oh, yeah, 2008 and a particular day, this and this. I said, oh, well done, I said. Okay. I thought I thought you had a good memory then, but it wasn't a good memory. But he'd written things down, and that's a good thing um, to remind yourself. And, of course, that's what David was doing. From the cradle, I was yours. My times are in your hands. Bless the Lord. I love that verse. And of course, Psalm 139, we know it very well. Again, David the psalmist, powerful. Psalm 139, 13 to 18. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Mm. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My friend is not hidden from me when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet Mm. unformed, and in your pulpit all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Amen. Fantastic verses, isn't it? That hold us, anchor us, give us a great foundation. Of course, now as an old man, he's recounting, you know, there was a purpose, there was a plan. He was in God's purpose and plans. And of course, the New Testament writer says about David, he served 
God's uh, purpose in his generation. Um, you know, we, sometimes we think, oh, if I was born then. But no, no, you're here now, aren't you? This is where we are born. This is where we serve the Lord in our generation. Um, in probably the most, we would say sometimes, maybe the most difficult generation for many years. Uh, in the past, many people were uh, God-fearing. And uh, maybe, who knows, uh, uh, probably a bit religious maybe, but it was a God-fearing, but now there's the godlessness. But... Uh, there's a there's a wonderful opportunity if the gospel comes with clarity and authority and anointing for people, especially young people who think there's nothing, they are nothing, they are nobody, there's no creator. When they realise God formed them, God created them, God wants to be in their lives. What a wonderful spirit! And, and of course, the psalmist now he's old, he's looking back and he's again picking those scriptures that he wrote in the past and thinking, Lord, I know, thank you. This is what held me. This is what kept me. And difficulties, as, as you just read, people against him. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, his own family against him. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, he had it all, didn't he, David? And of course, as we said, not always his fault. Most of it wasn't his fault, but of course, some of it was. Um, but even then, uh, God was holding fast. So the blessing of God uh, from cradle to the grave. And of course, and then he's remembering not just his words, but God's word, the Torah. Remember the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, five books. And they generally knew those pretty well off by heart and tried to learn those off by heart. And certainly um, a good Jew anyway. Um, and this is, this is a wonderful scripture that we know from Moses. Moses' blessing is one of his last words really over Israel. Um, Deuteronomy 33. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies before you, saying, Destroy them. So Israel will live in safety. Jacob will dwell secure in a land of grain and new wine, where the heavens drop dew. Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield and helper, and your glorious sword. Amen. Your enemies will cover before, cover before you, and you will tread on their heights. Bless the Lord. Fantastic. Again, he knows those scriptures, and he's drawing on them. Underneath the everlasting arms, the enemies may come, but, oh, Lord, your protection, your provision, your power. So he, that's why, uh, as, as we so often say, and uh, as we encourage many, many, get into the God's word is absolutely vital, not just valuable, but vital, isn't it? Uh, because uh, when the, the, this comes and that comes and, and the lies of the enemy, and the word of the Lord holds us fast. And uh, he understood that. He understood that. And uh, of course, again, he's recounting Moses. Well, he's recounting his words. Psalm 18, Psalm 18, 1 to 3. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. Amen. It's fantastic. Lord, my rock, my fortress, my strong deliverer. Um, of course, then, he, again, he uses different descriptions, and we would just say, the Lord is my strength. But he uses much much more uh, much more flowery language, m more metaphors, so we get a greater picture. Strong habitation, rock, fortress, our hope, our trust, strong refuge. Can't read that. Uh, our instructor, 
Of course, as we said, he, he goes from, oh God, in verse 12, to, oh my God. There's that, that's that beautiful, Lord, you are God, yes, but you're my God. There's a big difference, isn't it? Now, God hears and, and answers many prayers by many different people, but his, his children, when we say, my God, bless the Lord. Um, so uh, he's, he's recounting God's word, recounting uh, God's promises, God, what God has done. Uh, and it's good to recount. Um, as we said before, um, old age is a funny thing. As I said, it doesn't make you laugh. And, and it, it, we can become more um, bitter and independent and sour. And, and, and uh, that happens, doesn't it, when we get older? Outside the Lord, certainly. Uh, because we see our days gone, but what a wonderful testimony! When we when, then there's a joy, then there's a there's a hope, there's um, there's a just one, we're looking forward. Bless the Lord, we're looking for a great so the power of God in us, and uh, He's looking to the Lord. And then uh, there's something that just the next few verses, uh, something that crops up three times in this uh, this passage. Because he's telling us something, obviously. The word continually. I like that word. Because there's a... I was just talking to um, uh, Paul today. And he said, uh, Paul Mercy. And he said, how, how we need just an absolute revival. Um, he says up there, he, he was... You know, churches are closing just like down here, really. And um, we just need such a, an outpouring uh, of the Holy Spirit. Like never before. Um, the church is, is convenience run it's um if it's convenient it's okay there's no uh pressing and commitment no actually sacrifice and as we said i, was, I think i mentioned last week or said in two weeks ago about uh, the church in trinidad about um how they built it they built it they were working yet they got the stones themselves quarried the stones got it down and built the church dear me you're thinking lord no wonder they built something about them, isn't it? There was something, in it, a bit of steel. Maybe it was that generation, but it, it was something about the Lord in them. And uh, we need that again. So it's something continual. So not something we just do now and again. Bless the Lord. Continual. Um, he says there, don't he, in verse, um, verse uh, 3, I hope continually uh, in the Lord. I come continually to you, Lord. Uh, uh, verse 4, uh, 14, I hope continually, bless the Lord. And of course, then he says, I praise continually, bless the Lord. Um, let's look at those other verses in the Bible that tells us what should we do continually. That's very interesting because sometimes we think, oh, what should I do? What should I Well, thankfully, the Bible is very clear. Um, Psalm 34, 1 to 6. And bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear the Lord and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt oh, his name together. Mm. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Continually praising. Um, the psalm, this psalmist uh, in Psalm 71 is, uh, the book is, uh, the psalm is filled with praise. As we read 6, 8, 14, 22, 23, he's finishing with a, 
a crescendo of praise. He says there, didn't he? Continually, my mouth is filled. I will praise you all day long um, and more and more. And he's, he's just filled with praise. And that keeps us um, sweet. That keeps us supple. Uh, stops any hardening uh, of our, our hearts and keeps our minds on the Lord and, and not upon the things that are around us. And that easily done, isn't it? Easily done. Uh, praise. Such a power. And of course, in that context, he's praising and he's praying. What a wonderful combination. Um, what we say, Batman and Robin, maybe not. Um, but a great combination. Uh, Paul and Silas, the Bible says, they praised and they prayed. They were praying, sing, singing hymns of, of praise. Joshaphat prayed. He said, Lord, uh, we don't know what we're doing here. Yeah? I like that. I like, but our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on a great prayer. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And the prophetic word comes and says, Lord, the Lord's going to deliver you. And uh, Joshaphat believes the word of the Lord and says, okay, now is the time to praise. Now is the time to praise. Now you praises, get out in front. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a, I'm a soldier today. I'm not a praiser. I've got a sore throat. <laughs> Get out in front and you're going to be praising. Why? Because the that, that wonderful combination of praising and praying. We come into his presence with praise. And the power when we, are, we underestimate, we really do, the devil's a liar, the power of praise. He loves to keep us quiet. He doesn't want us to worship. He doesn't want us to use our own lips or sing our own song. And it's powerful. It takes us to a different dimension. Why? Because the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. And so the power of praise and prayer, continually praising. Uh, Psalm 35, 27, 28. May those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and gladness. May they always say the Lord be exalted, who delights in the well-being of his servants. My tongue will proclaim your righteousness, your praise all day long. May they always continually say, the Lord be magnified. Mm-hmm. Power of our words. See, as, we, as James said, out of our heart, our words come. But our words also affect our heart. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. We can infect ourselves by our words. You never underestimate the power of our words. That's why the psalmist is saying, bless the Lord. Continually praise the Lord. Get your... That's why it's vital to continually praise him. The Lord be magnified. Bless the Lord. Psalm 73, 23, 26. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by your right, my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel. And afterwards receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my potions forever. Yeah, bless the Lord. Again, Psalm 73, we've looked at that before, the, the uh, bitter backsliding man who gets his eyes off the Lord and he's, he's magnifying those who didn't live for Jesus and he's, he's envying them, he's bitter, but then he comes back to the Lord. Then I went to the house of the Lord and saw. And then he says there, I'm always with you, Lord. You're always with me. You're always holding my right hand. Um, what is it? You're holding my right hand. You're guiding me and you're going to take me home to glory. Bless the Lord. Fantastic verses. Um, I'm always with you. And of course, we know that to be true, isn't he? Always with us, wherever we are. Um, and that gives us great comfort. 
but it also gives us a little bit of sobriety because we've got to be careful then, haven't we? So often we live sometimes as if he's not with us. He's only with us in church. No, he's with us at home. He's with us in the dark times. When we're at the secret times, he's there. So the Lord is with us. Bless the Lord. Psalm 119, 45 to 40, 43, 45. And take not the word of truth out, utterly out of my mouth. For I have hoped in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will continually keep your law. Of course, we know that word. We looked at that word before. Shama means to watch over, to guard. That means the watchman. He's watching. He's protecting. His, his, uh, his main focus, his priority of the watchman is what? To watch. He's got to have, he's got to have a, a keen eyesight. He's got to have a, a keen focus. If he falls asleep, the city's in trouble. So there, there's that principle of watching. Watching over the word, getting into the word. I love the um, what we talked about daily, and of course, again, three times in this psalm, he's, he's talking about doing things every day. But the Bible says of the Bereans, they eagerly desired to know, and daily they got into the word to see if what the apostles were saying was true. Daily they got into God's word, and that's so powerful. Lord, help us to be daily watching over the word. Um, let me just pop this in before we come to a couple more verses. Also, you'll notice in this psalm uh, the words, I will. Because, uh, again, we are, are into a feeling culture. I feel like this. I feel. Well, if we're into feelings, you're going to be in real trouble. If that dictates your decisions, it dictates what you think and want to do, you're, in, you're going in the wrong direction. Uh, but the psalmist is an old man used I will. He said, I will hope continually. I will praise you more and more. I will, my words will show forth your righteousness. I will, my, my mouth will show forth your salvation. I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will mention the Lord's righteousness uh, and what he has done. I will. There's a direction, a purpose, and uh, even when we don't feel like it. <laughs> Remember we said before, Jesus did not feel like going to Calvary, did he? The Bible is very clear that. He battled and he sweat drops of blood because he knew the weight of sin was upon him. So, But he said, not my will, but your will. And it is will. And as old man, he's teaching us. He says, look, we'll have ups and downs in, in our circumstances. As, as we read there, Lord, these people are against me. Have your way. And then verse 20, um, uh, we looked at that before. Verse 20, though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, <laughs> you restore me again. So David could say through all the difficulties, I will still praise you. I will still pray to you. I will, I will, I will. And um, uh, again, we, we could be careful. That's, it's God's helping us, isn't it? It's that balance of God gives us all that we need, but we've got to allow him to have his way. Allow him to have his way. Um, but of course then, we come, that's, you say, well, Dave, that's what the psalmist said. What does the New Testament say? Because that's where we are, although there's not uh, a jot of difference, of course. Acts 2, 42, 47. Again, verses we know very well. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching 
and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possession and goods they give to anyone who was in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. The word there is continually. Continually devoted. Verse 42, verse 46. They were continually devoted to, and we looked at those before, discipleship, evangelism, worship, um, uh, ministry, service, uh, and those five things that, that make up the New Testament church. Um, they were devoted to them. Um, they continually devoted them. Verse 46 as well, it says, every day, daily, something they did, they continued to meet in the temple courts, which again challenges uh, the church's mentality today. Doesn't it? Oh, Dave, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't make it there. No, the church is the main priority of our hearts, isn't it? They, the, the New Testament. Why the New Testament just grew? Because daily, maybe before they went to went to work or after, they got together to worship, to pray, to seek the physical, to be taught. Um, that's what they continually did. Um, One Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Pray without pray continually. Pray continually. Again, that, that, that's not an option extra because yeah, that's the will of the Lord. Dear me, uh, and and. Sadly, we only pray when we get into difficulties, don't we? Or lots of people do. Um, instead of being God conscious all day, starting the day with Him, saying, Lord, this is, this is the day you've made, I'm with you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to talk to you. With any difficulties, when things come up and certain situations or someone comes on our mind, we're going, to, we're going to pray. We're going to lift them to the Lord. We watch the TV, we watch the news, I should say, uh, and we watch it with, a, with, with the Lord's eye. And we say, Lord, speaking of that situation, there's a new prime minister going to be elected. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let the right one be chosen. That's uh, Christian Institute, which is asking us to do that. We'll do that in a moment. Praying into situations, they're praying. And, and when we see situations, we pray the Lord does his work or the Lord exposes sin. We've seen that over the years. We've prayed into situations and we've seen the Lord expose um, evil in our, in our land and so we are continually prayerful because why? Because we continue in relationship with Him. That's what He's really asking. He continually God conscious, um, knowing uh, what 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 do you what do you think, Lord? What do you, what do you think about that? Um, and uh, Hebrews thirteen fifteen sixteen. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Again, continually, continually praising, continually praying, praising. They get that that uh, that duo again, that combination of praising and praying. Continually praise. Why? Because God is pleased with that. 
It's a sacrifice. Yes, it is sometimes a sacrifice, isn't it? Um, and when, they, when one, two, three things go wrong in a row, four, five, six, seven things go wrong in a row, we're thinking, oh, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, but we praise. We praise the Lord. And of course, again, uh, in, in, in the context of continually, that which he does daily, verse 8, he says, I praise you daily. Um, verse um, 15, 15, he says, My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long. I know not of his measure. It is good to remind ourselves that we are saved. See, when, when the, he's challenging the Ephesian church in Revelation, they've lost or they haven't lost they've left their first love and he says repent and do the things you remember from where you've fallen and remember uh, what you did at first and I, I would say sometimes partly of the context is remember what God saved you from uh, again because some of us have been saved many many years we become complacent don't we and uh, familiarity remember what he saved us from where would we be tonight without him do you mean dread the thing wouldn't we some of us wouldn't be here tonight I mean, I mean, alive. I'm saying not to be you, but wouldn't it? Who knows? Um, but our salvation and our future, our hope. If this is all we have, dear me, would we be grieving? Wouldn't we? Be broken. But because we know we're just passing through. Bless the Lord. So He said, "I'm speaking of your salvation day by day." Uh, and of course, because He's doing it every day, He says, "I know not. The, I cannot plunge the depths of salvation. We can't, can we?" knowing that we sinners are saved all day long. And in verse 24, um, it's the last verse. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. Um, he prays there in verse, um, we said it on when we, when we talked about it on Sunday morning. Um, Lord, make me great or increase my honour and come for me once again. And we say, well, what's he on about there? But you see, he was only doing that to bring glory to him. Because all his life, his words were all about him. Because he said, Lord, I'm a, verse 8 there, I'm a wonder. Or verse 7, I'm a wonder to many. Why? Because he knew his background. They knew his background. He was the youngest in the family. And by the seam of it, he wasn't in the fold. Some have in, implicated or said that he could have been illegitimate or certainly not from the family there. But either way, he was out and about when his father didn't even bring him in. He was still out with the... So he wasn't, uh, you know, the... The youngest generally is, is the favoured. And it should be like that, of course. No. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he wasn't. But he wasn't. He was out. And so he was a wonder to many. Why? Because he brought him from the shepherds. And it could, even the family was no, a family of no, no, no note. But he brought him from the shepherd to be a king. And um, so when he said, increase my honour, Lord, it was only to bring glory to the Lord. Because his, his tongue would always tell of what the Lord had done what the Lord has done. So tonight, our, uh, as we get more mature, our, the prayer of the uh, old man, the psalm of the old man, it's a beautiful psalm. What the Lord has done, from the cradle to the grave, he's, he's protected us, he's provided for us, his power is with us, bless the Lord. We have seen distresses, many, in it, but Lord, you've revived me every time, you've lifted me back up. Bless the Lord, for his word, amen. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.